y'all. This is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 13. And we are here. Um, this episode, um, I'm going to say this now, is probably going to go for the running of our shortest episode. But when we started this podcast, I wanted to do kind of cases that nobody really knew about. Um, and so... A lot of my, a lot of the feedback that I get that I give Stephen is from my mom, and so she specifically said that she liked last week's episode, which was the Bennington Triangle disappearances, because those are cases that she's never heard of before. When we do cases like the Menendez brothers, or you know, we haven't done Ted Bundy, but you know, cases like that where a lot of people know what happened they know the details all they're really getting is kind of our opinion um and so anyways all of that to say that this is probably going to be a shorter episode because the details of this case are pretty much straightforward and that's it they obviously it's what makes the case um but just the fact that this is a case that I'm more than likely know that nobody listening right now is going to know and that's the kind of stuff we wanted to do here so um excited about this case it's a crazy case and I kind of gave Stephen a little bit of insight into it um so before we get started again all, like always you can follow our social medias at crimology pod um I post all of our so- our, our source materials on our Facebook page So make sure to go over there and check all of that out too. And then we have an email where you can email us any suggestions at crimologypod at gmail.com and make sure to give us five stars on Apple podcast and share with your friends and do all the things. Um, So with that being said, we're just going to jump right into the case um, and get it started. So this week we're talking about Angela Maria Diaz. Um, She was 32 years old when this happens, and she marries a man, um, and then pretty soon after they get married, she then tells police that her husband's ex-wife was trying to have her raped via Craigslist. (laughs) The person in question, the ex-wife, is Michelle Hadley, who was married to... Um, this man for about two years before um, Angela and he got together. So Angela tells police that Michelle was stalking and harassing her. Um, And so after all of the other details that I'm about to talk about happen, she's arrested, but she's in jail for like three months. Um, So anyways, the details of the case. So... Real soon, like just a couple of months after Angela's married, she starts saying that stuff is happening from Michelle. So June 1st, Angela says that Michelle is sending her harassing emails, threatening her her life and her unborn child's life. Um, So because Angela is saying that she's pregnant also at the time of this. Um... Now, what was happening is there was rape fantasy ads being posted on Craigslist. Now, Angela was having these sent to her by different people or she was finding them for herself saying and these ads were saying that 
Angela had a rape fantasy and that she wanted just a random person to come and fulfill her fantasy, even if she screamed and fought. So this is the ads that are on Craigslist that Angela is finding. Pictures of herself are sent to the men that respond to the ads and details about Angela's day-to-day life are given to these men. Now, in the end, two men agreed to these ads, but they were stopped by law enforcement before anything could get um, too serious. Um, But on June 24th, though, Angela goes to police again and says that a man tried to come into her garage and rape her. Um, And then that's when she goes to police and tells them all this, Michelle is arrested that same day. And then when uh, Michelle is arrested, Angela said that the harassing emails stop at that time. Well, I mean, this should be, you know, hook, line, sinker. All right, we're we're done with the case. Right. You would think. You would think. But. Um, so after this, Michelle is released on a $100,000 bond. Um, and then, of course, Angela says the emails start back up again now that Michelle's out. This time, though, the emails have gotten a lot more violent with their language and now violent pictures have also been added to the emails um so michelle is arrested again on july 14th this time held on a million dollar bail so besides everything that angela has against michelle just some other little sprinkle of evidence the police had against Michelle was that during her divorce with this man, she did end up sending him some emails that were using kind of the same language that was being used in the emails now. So that was kind of the only other question that police had for Michelle was kind of like, you know, you say you don't use this language, but here we have in a completely different situation where you're using the same language. So like, Obviously, you use that language. So that's kind of besides everything that Angela's saying. Right. Yeah, that that makes sense of, you know, please see these emails. Right. Like, okay, that kind of, you know, that it's at least in the same general ballpark of, okay, these match. So this is why (laughs) we're pursuing you as a suspect. Now is where things get crazy. Michelle wasn't doing any of this. Angela is posting all of this acting like Michelle. That's not, so that's not the only lie that Angela has. She faked that she had cancer. She pretended to be an attorney. She faked a pregnancy test and then faked the pregnancy we talked about earlier on um, when she claimed she was pregnant. She's not. She even forged doctor's notes to go along with her cancer lie. She better be a pretty good fake attorney to get herself out of this one. Right. (laughs) Um, So every email was coming from an account that Angela made. um, And Angela was posting those Craigslist ads herself. And obviously no one tried to rape her in her garage. She made it up. Um, So Angela was arrested on January 6th, 2017. Um, now, of course, and kind of the sad part of it is that Michelle's life is kind of ruined through all of this. Her name is ruined. Her credit is ruined. You know, 
now she's having a hard time getting a job because now she's got jail time. Apartment applications are coming back because you have jail time. So, but Michelle did a lot of the blaming on police because she felt like when she was arrested, she was already treated like she was guilty before she even pled her case. So when interviews happened after kind of all of this kind of resolved, that was her biggest thing was that she just felt like everyone treated her as like she was guilty, even though she didn't get a chance to plead her case. I mean, to, to me, that really what she's saying makes a whole lot of sense because, I mean, even I said it was like, oh, yep, that's her right. already. But, I mean, especially if you don't have all the information, obviously, like the police didn't have at that time. Of, I mean, it's just, you know, it's to them. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. Right. And there you go. But, I mean, if you're once you have all the information, it's going to make a whole lot more sense. Right. So, the even crazier part is that Michelle has never met Angela before in her life. She's never even talked to her before. Like that's kind of it. Now there's an interview that we will um, link on our Facebook page that Michelle did um, and they ask her, you know, did you know Angela? And she's like, no, I never talked to her. But the only thing she could think of was that they both applied for a condo at the same time. Um, and I I guess what I'm getting from that is that there was, you know, battle between the condo with Michelle and Angela. And what I think happened is Michelle ended up getting the condo. But Michelle is saying that's the only, I mean, besides them marrying the same guy, right. that's the only other thing they have in con. I almost said condo in common is the condo. So it's just, this is one of those cases that you're just like, how, how, first off, I mean, I'm exhausted thinking about you acting like somebody else acting like yourself. Yeah. That's, that's a, this one's, this is definitely going to be one of our shortest episodes, but just the, the almost like the the mental side of it is just like how do you go from like you've never really met this lady before in your life but you're gonna act like she's harassing you you know sending all these men after you this and that right that's this might be one of our more crazier um just like just mental right and it's the i mean did she, I mean, obviously you're married to her ex-wife, so, or hex, ex, sorry, ex-husband. There we go. Um, so you can have access to his emails. So, like, is she going to those emails and looking at the wording she used? Was that just coincidence? Like, just also thinking about all of the work that had to go on behind the scenes to make this work. Um so when I brought this to Stephen, I was like, Stephen, I'm worried about doing this episode because it's going to be short. Um, I type up a list, you know, kind of a list of topics that we talk about. And this one fits on one page. And normally there's about three or four pages. Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm worried about doing this one. But I was like, I want to do this one, A, because like I said, it's probably a case that not 
everybody knows about. And B, it's wild. <laughs> so that's why we're here. And that's, yeah. So it's, this is definitely one that it's, I, you know, I've, I've kind of sound like a broken record tonight, but it's just. It's, it's short and sweet and sh- to the point. Yep. And all of the details are there. And don't go online and act like somebody else acting like yourself because first off it's exhausting (laughs) second off it's just not a great idea (laughs) um but like i said um sweet to the point that's it and that's the case of angela marie diaz um so now we're going to take a second to talk about our sponsor this week and then we'll do our florida man minute all right now we're gonna do our florida man minute which is where we take a random date along with the words Florida Man Minute, uh, sorry, Florida Man, and we Google it and we just kind of giggle at the um, article that Stephen finds. So, of course, as always, Sam, my question, if, or this will tie in somehow, if you were going to be a a police officer, Uh What kind of vehicle would you drive? Um, anything with a dog in it. Oh, oh so y- you'd be a you'd be a canine unit. Yep. So okay, okay, okay. Um, so once again, this as always, of course, comes from Florida. Um, of course, it doesn't tell me where at, but our headline um comes from April twenty second, two thousand nineteen. And it goes as follows. Florida man pretending to be cop tries to pull un- pull over undercover detective. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. A Florida man who decided to uh, play cop was arrested last week after pulling, after trying to pull over an undercover detective. Matthew Joseph Ayres, 26, turned on red and blue lights located in his grill of his Chevy Trailblazer and attempted to pull over a vehicle in Plant City. Um, police said the man apparently didn't realize the detective was driving the unmarked car. That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. When the detective didn't pull over, Ayers turned off the lights and passed him. Uh, Tampa Bay Times reported uh, the detective called 911 to alert deputies on patrol. Um, A sheriff deputy later stopped Ayers, who allegedly admitted to installing the red and blue lights and using them to bypass heavy traffic. I mean. The paper reported. I mean, that's, you know, if that's your story, that's... I mean, if if we're being honest, I feel like there's a lot of cops that do that now. <laughs> Just use their lights to get around traffic. I mean, I would. That's why you're not a police officer. <laughs> um, so, so the police also said they found an airsoft pistol under the passenger seat. Um, so he was later charged... He was charged with uh, impersonating a police officer and was booked into the Hillsborough County Jail and released... After reportedly posting two thousand dollar bail, how funny! What's your luck that the one car you decide to try to pull over is an undercover cop? <laughs> that's not luck. That's just that's just dumb luck. Oh, man. That's man. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you're a police officer, like someone's trying to pull me over, and then you just don't pull over, and then they turn their lights off and just and they just leave, just you're like, go along the way. Mm, hold, hold Interesting. <laughs> Something's not right that's here. That's not how the system works. <laughs> Man, that's uh, yeah. That's so a good one. But yeah, not you know. I, I 
you know, I think I said last week I wanted to go back to food, but this one, it was just too good to pass <laughs> up. It's just trying to pull over an undercover officer. That's what I like about Florida Man is that there's not a bad one. Like, there's always, it's always it's, giggle worthy. It's al- you're always going to find something humorous. Right. Uh, I love it. You might find some, some really weird ones, like some kind of creep, like cringy ones. Right. But a lot of the time it's, you know, it's it's pretty good, pretty good oh, storytelling. It's a good one. Um, Well, I say every episode, you know, how anchor shows are total plays and each week we tend to go up by the hundreds. Um, this week we are recording a little bit later in the week than we normally do. Um, so that number is more now because we get more listens every single day, but we're still on our average of doing about a hundred a week, um, which was, it's still pretty cool that we're still at that average. Um, I mean, after doing this for 13 weeks and we're still at an average of a hundred plays, that's, we're sitting pretty. Um, so I mean, we can't say thank you enough for continuing to come back and listening to us and continuing to listen to these short episodes like this or episodes, you know, like Elizabeth Smart that we've done or Menendez Brothers that we've done that are kind of more well-known cases. Um, if Let us know which you like. Um, the only feedback I get from is, like I said, my mom. Um, and so my mom is one of those that likes to hear about those cases that you don't list or you don't hear about every day. So let us know if you like those cases that you don't hear about or you like hearing about the cases that are more well known. Obviously, we're going to mix in both. Um, I try to do kind of a well known case every few weeks um, and not try to do back-to-back-to-back well-known cases and kind of sprinkle those in. Um, but let us know what you like and you can um, send us suggestions on social media. We have that email that you can send anything to. Um, just let us know how we're doing. Let us know little details. Um, my mom is not afraid to tell us about our volume. So little details like that, just anything that we can do that makes this better, um, improves us. We, we obviously want to hear those things and want to hear feedback from you. So let us know. And also kind of going off that same of if you like the longer episodes or if you, you know, like if you prefer kind of these shorter little right. 20, 25 minute episodes, that also kind of helps us too of where we can, you know, maybe if we we get into a long one kind of like we did last week with with Bennington Triangle disappearances like we could even split that up into into two episodes so that way you're not cuz you know there's there's podcasts I listen to and you know some of those get into you know hour and hour a half and things, you're like yeah. you know it just it takes me all week to listen to one right. so but yeah so let us know on those if you if you uh, if you prefer kind of the longer or even you know kind of we're in that 30 minute range normally um, let us know, but also I'll, I'll kind of give my, as I always do, um, our international audience, Canada, congratulations. You have taken back the lead. Um, so yeah, Canada, Australia, step it up. Come on. We can, (laughs) 
I won't use my impersonation of you anymore. Please come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's super cool. Same, you know, Sam said it just a little bit ago. If it's it's very cool to to see where all these listens are coming from and and see how well everyone reacts to a certain episode coming out. So, and also to do a little spoiler, we've got some. Uh, We've we've already got some lined up mm-hmm. for the next couple weeks, and I might say there's there's some I'm I'm very excited about. We might have our first serial killer here in a couple weeks. We've got our f- I mean I won't say first, but we've got a missing person case next week. We've got a our first serial killer that we're talking about that I'm super excited about. We've got um, Stephen's <laughs> favorite. Crime is coming up. I don't, favorite know if, case. I don't know if you could say favorite, but it's it's one that's it's always been intriguing to me, and I'm he's I'm so he's stoked d- and doing his little happy dance. <laughs> we've got that coming up. Um, we've got Netflix documentaries. You know the cases that inspired Netflix documentaries coming out. So we've got a lot in the works. Um, we've got a lot in the queue. Um, coming up. So. Um, Send us any other suggestions if you've got a case that you want or if you like a certain genre, if you like a certain type of case, um, just let us know. I mean, obviously, we're here because we enjoy doing this and we like doing this, but once we record these episodes, we don't listen to them. So as much as we like researching these, we want you guys to enjoy listening to it. Um, and so obviously you want to put content out there that people enjoy listening to. So, um, just let us know, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if there's things we could change or improve on or anything. Um, so yeah, all of that mumbling just to say thank you again. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back and for listening us and just supporting us. Um, and we'll start our mumbling and we'll sign off. Like always, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crime